going to get started. Let us pray. Dear God, I just thank you for today. I thank you for another covenant conversation day. I thank you for choosing and using myself and Dana, God. It is a privilege and an honor to have this opportunity to pour into your people, but also one another. And so, Lord God, um, we surrender every care, every worry, stress, anxiety, frustration and problem at your feet and say that in this moment we will be fully present and ask that you sit in the midst of this conversation holy spirit you can flow god you can minister how you see fit that you lead god and direct this conversation that there are no opinions but only your answers and i thank you that everything that proceeded out of myself and dana's mouth is what thus says the lord so let us feed your people lord god let it be fun let it be engaging and i just decree and declare lord god that all hearts and minds are clear so that we can be fully present in this moment because we know that in the now is where the power lies so we thank you god for loving us for being so such an intentional and forgiving father in Jesus name we pray amen amen okay hey y'all let me do this thing thing welcome to another covenant conversation I am your conversationalist Cassandra Lenore and I am joined by my co-conversationalist Dana Kyle and she is just a lovely conversationalist and so on Tuesdays, you know, I have or I lead Bible study with my young adult ministry online as it stands. And our last Bible study conversation was very interesting. And I think a lot of people received stuff right on time. And it was a, a good study and a good conversation. So I wanted to bring that study usually that's how i how i operate but i usually bring that study into the conversation here on facebook and so in 2030s we've been studying philippians 1 and we're up to verse 10 and i don't know why i'm clicking zoom anyway and we're up to verse 10 so verse 10 in philippians 1 reads well i'll read it from verse 9 just because 10 is the middle of the sentence mm -hmm. and this is my prayer that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight so that you may be able to, to discern, in most versions it says to approve, what is best, in other versions it says what is excellent, and may be pure and blameless, other versions say sincere and without offense, till the day of Jesus Christ. And so when we studied verse 9 the week before, it was really having a conversation around intelligent love, and that Paul was praying that the church at Philippi not just have love because they already had love. They already showed his showed love well to him while he was imprisoned in Rome, but that they had love that abounds, meaning it's extra, it's a lot of it, it's excess, it's overflow, it's a large amount of it. But not only that, it, that the love abounds, but that it abound in knowledge and discernment. And so when I was studying that for a Bible study last Tuesday, knowledge is, is natural, it's tangible, it's the facts and the information. Is what we get from education. Can y'all hear that outside? Get up. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, it's the facts and information, 
And so we gain through education and experience. So it's like the, the tangible things in the natural versus discernment is the absence of judgment. So the absence of the natural, the absence of knowledge, facts, the absence of education and experience. But in the absence of that perception of judgment, we still have the perception of spiritual guidance and spiritual understanding. So Paul prays that the church of Philippi have love that abounds in both knowledge and discernment, meaning he wants you to have the facts and the information and the experience, and he wants you to have the spiritual guidance and the spiritual understanding absent that knowledge. So it essentially means he wants us to have the knowledge and the facts from the Bible. He wants us to have the experience, meaning knowing God for ourselves, but he also wants us to have the spirit. And so he wants our love to grow or abound in that. Mm-hmm. And so when you get to verse 10, it uses the conjunction word, so, and I think in another version, it uses the conjunction word, sorry, that's my email. It uses the conjunction word, that. So it's saying that to do verse 10, or in order for verse 10 to happen, you have to have this intelligent love, or your love to abound in knowledge and discernment, so that you're able to discern or approve what is best, what is excellent, and be pure and um, blameless or um, sincere without offense. So we studied verse 10 and realized that, you know, as we grow in intelligent love, we're able to approve what is excellent. But as I was studying for that this week, it took us to the Greek. And approve in Greek means, is like diamoto. And what that really means is to test and to try. Mm-hmm. And do, dokimatsu, that's what it is. Dokimatsu, when it's talking about testing and trying and proving something to be genuine or recognizing it to be genuine at the examination, it was usually referring to when you try different metals or the trial to which the metals go through in order to test their true nature. And so then I wound up studying what it was like back then to try different metals. And specifically gold, because in Zechariah 13, 9, God so, uh, said that he tested the children of Israel. He'll separate two-thirds, and with the last one-third that remains, he would refine them like silver and test them like gold. So then I was like, okay, so how do you test gold? And since that will get to how we approve things, not only how we're approved, but how we approve things. And so back then, they tested gold through fire, a saying, which was basically putting the metal in a fire with this other piece of like bone and ash. And that other piece would draw out the impurities. It would draw out the lead and the other base metals. And then you would be left with just gold and silver. And then they would separate the gold and the silver with acid. And then you would just be left with gold. Mm-hmm. And then you got the true value of the gold because when you first put it in the fire assaying process, you had this large chunk of metal and you didn't know what was pure. You didn't know what was genuine. You didn't know the true value. But then after you put it through the process, you're left with what is pure gold and what that genuine value would be. And so when the Bible in Philippians 1 verse 10 is talking about approving something, it's talking about putting it through that trial and that examination process to pull out the impurities, to pull out or um, refine or separate, to separate the uh, silver and then leave you what, with, with what is pure and genuine and to show its true nature. And then as you get into the word excellent, I like the word excellent versus best, but the word that they were, that was used in the Greek was diafero. And diafero actually means to defer, mm. meaning that God wants us to be able to defer or to differentiate. 
and he wants us to see what's more valuable than. He wants us to be able to distinguish between things. So we have to, through testing and trial, be able to distinguish. So that was the conversation. I didn't come up with a title for it, so I don't have a scrolling screen, but I think this is episode 18, and I don't have a title for it, but that's where it's at. <laughs> Yo! And so, sorry. Hey, Auntie Joni. Hey, Auntie. And so God not only approves us and puts us through the fire assaying process, meaning it refines us, refines us like silver and tests us like gold so that our true nature and genuine and pure um, nature and character can come out shining and of true value. But he wants us to do that. So the things that we're presented with through love, through intelligent love, so that we're able to. So that's what the that's what the verse says. So that you're able to discern or approve, let's use approve, so that you're able to approve, meaning test and try, prove something, and prove something's true character, so that you're able to uh, approve what is excellent, meaning what actually is of value, meaning you have to differentiate, you have to have it go through its process, you have to distinguish it, you have to love you have to love with discrimination because you can't just be out here loving everything because God already tells us not to love the world or the things of this world. So you have to love with discrimination, but you have to love with discrimination through intelligence, meaning through knowledge and discernment, meaning you have to know God's love. You have to know God. You have to discern God's love. You have to discern the things that are of him and use that to approve what is in front of you. So in that conversation... Um, it really got into uh, a lot of different scriptures, but this is Bible study, so I won't read the different scriptures. But, you know, just um, the conversation led to Beyonce. Let's just go there, right? Because I think that's the timeliness of it, too, to make it tangible for people. So she just came out with Black is King last weekend or whatever. And everybody's, not everybody, a lot of people are ranting and raving about it and saying how aesthetically pleasing it is, how creative it is, how and how much it embraces black culture, et cetera, et cetera. However, I've seen a lot of people in the Christian circuit, especially Nigerian women or Nigerian people in the Christian circuit, um, I don't want to say critiquing, but differentiating what was presented in front of them. And... I was saying in Bible study, like, I'm not saying you can't watch Beyonce. That's between you and God, because God will tell you what you should and shouldn't watch, because I've experienced that myself. I know others have. But if God says it's okay for you to watch, okay. But while you're watching it, don't love it without discrimination. Don't accept it for what it is on its face. Be able to differentiate and approve what is excellent and what you're presented with. So if God wants you to differentiate, that means that there are things out there that you cannot accept. There is good and evil. There's temporal and eternal. There is doctrine of men and doctrine of God. There is uh, spirit and there is nature. So you have to, through your intelligent love, be able to approve what God, what is of God, what is of spirit and what is not. So then you know how to move accordingly. So when I watched Black is Kings, I did watch it. By the time I watched it, I had already saw a lot of people talking about it who were Christian. So I was able to go in alert, sober, vigilant, the things that the Bible tells us to be. So that when I watched it, I was able to differentiate or at least be sober enough to do so and approve what was presented to me that I could. I could approve brown skin girl. Fine. Cool. Whatever. But I can't approve 
all these imagery of African spirituality and African witchcraft and et cetera, et cetera. So that was a conversation where people were really, I guess, feeling convicted because everything out here ain't gold. Things are gold plated. Things are gold filled. Things are just glittering and they not even gold plated. But you out here loving everything that's presented to you and accepting everything that's presented to you. That's not Christian or that's not what an intelligent Christian would do. And we can't just be out here like I'm saved. So I'm, I'm good. It's more work than that. Dana. My God. Uh, I have literally just been over here. I just can't. I just can't. First of all, somebody been in their word, honey, studying to show thyself approved so that you can pour it into God's people first and foremost. Like you are on fire. Secondly, like girl, oh, I just can we just take a second to just, I wish that we were on the actual Facebook because I need y'all to send us some hearts and stuff because Dana and the spirit of God is clowning on this morning, on, on this covenant conversation day. Like, let's just start off there. Secondly, I'm all inspired. Like, your girl ain't been studying enough because, <laughs> because if I know anything else, like, I second that. Thank you, Coda. Like this girl is like bringing the truth. She's bringing the fire of God. And if nothing more, you, I feel like from this conversation, of course, glean from the wisdom and take it to study that to show that self-approved meaning, take what she's saying, go to the scriptures and ask God to give you revelation for yourself so that you can have this understanding and move forward with wisdom and knowledge. Um, but in addition to that, Right. Let us all just take a second to be inspired by her level of detail and her intimacy with the Lord to even seek out further knowledge and revelation. Like let this be encouragement for us all to make sure that we are studying that word in spirit and in truth. <laughs> OK, so that's that. Um, yeah, I don't feel like I'm speechless. That's a first. <laughs> I spirit. I mean, Girl, that was good, Dana. I don't feel like I have anything to add to that. I think that one of the two two of the biggest things that stood out to me is like when we always are talking about testing the spirit by the spirit, right? But what does that look like? How do we test the spirit? And I feel like you gave us greater revelation on that. And then two other, or I said two, but I got three. So two other revelations that I received is that in Israel Holden's song, one of his songs that says, you're going through the fire, but you're coming out gold. And like we used to be screaming that song to the top of our lungs. And I, I never asked, like, why are we coming out gold from this fire? Like, did we go? Like, I didn't realize, or I guess I didn't have full understanding or revelation that he was speaking to that scripture that you mentioned earlier about basically being tested and tried. And then um, through that refining process, obviously, um, the true nature of God and the pure things are being birth or formed. And then the second song and the last point, I guess that stood out to me is that song Refiner by Maverick City Music, which is my stuff. And I remember even after first listening to this song, I was like, hold up now. I don't know if I'm about to be singing these words. Like, I don't know if I want to go through a refining process. Um, but of course I do. I always want to get to the heart of God and exude his character in all areas of my life. So that song Refiner, I feel like also is we we know that a lot of songs are scriptural based, um, but I feel like we still need to get to 
the root meaning of these different songs because they can be our hearts cry and even explain our disposition and they're able to communicate sometimes what we are experiencing and going through. And I think that it's always great to not only have these songs to be able to give us further revelation, but also the word of God. And so, yeah, are the people saying anything? Because I feel like this was the Dana show. First of all, I ain't saying nothing new. I didn't say anything that. Girl, can you just let me give you some praise and just encourage you on today? Like, continue to go forth. Job well done, my good and faithful servant. Like, yo, let take this moment in because I feel like it was necessary. It was so good. And I also feel like a lot of times we don't know how to tap into that discernment because a lot of times people are talking People are talking about like, oh, use your discernment or, or you're so discerning. But what does discernment look like? Because discernment and intuition are not the same thing. Right. Um, well, that's what I was going to do, too, after I made that comment that I'm not saying nothing. New. But that's what I was going to say when you said that about um, I gave practical ways, I guess, to help. I'm not sure if I did, but if you received that, amen, glory to God. But I do know that 1 John 4 gives us the practical way. So if Dana ain't do it, the Bible for sure did. And so that's another thing we talked about on Tuesday. So if you go to 1 John 4, verses 1 through 6, it talks about testing the spirits. Mm -hmm. And that is discernment. It's not, uh, I forgot the word you just used, but it's not, no, yeah, it's not intuition. It's not a gut feeling. It's not, it's definitely not the universe. Don't get me started on that. But First John, John 4, verse 1 through 6 tells us how to test the spirit. So when New King James, it says, beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world that are. I was like, child. Anyway, no, no, no. Let me say something on that, please, please. I was speaking with a friend earlier this week and I was telling her about how grieved I was and how I, you know, you have to be. A lot of times when we're saying we're annoyed or we're agitated, and I think we spoke about this last week, that we need to get to the root of that agitation and that annoyance. And it could just be a grievance and uh, being grieved in your spirit. Right. And so once you maybe it's annoying you and agitating you because it's not agreeing with the spirit of God. Right. That lives and dwells on the inside of you. And so with that being said, one of the things that has been bothering me is all of these people that are going on social media, you know, and I am not throwing any shots or shade or anything, but these people are going live and they're telling their truth, which it is their truth. And so I'm out here talk, preaching the word of God. That's my truth. So I can't feel no type of way. But they are speaking these things with so such conviction. And it, it made me feel like, yo, I need to be going live more. Like I know at the top of the uh, pandemic, your girl was going live every day, multiple times a day. I was hitting people with prayer. I was hitting people with inspiration. I was doing Bible studies. Like I feel like as much as other doctrines and other beliefs are being spread, I know that it's not solely on Cassandra, but I need to make sure that I am doing my part to make sure that what I believe to be the sound doctrine and what I believe to be the truth being the word of God is spread efficiently and effectively and consistently because the way that these people are speaking these things with such conviction can make you feel like word is bond, like can make you feel like they are telling the truth. And I have to tell my friend, like a lot of times when we're reading these scriptures or we're talking about these false prophets, we're thinking that they're like, in the church or in the pulpit and why that may be true. And that is a form of faith, uh, false prophecy. It's not just people who saying like, Oh, God said this, God said that. And they're lying or they're, um, 
skewing the word of God and trying to make it fit into what they want it to be. Like, that's not only the form of false prophecy. I'm talking about anything out here that is contrary to God's truth. That's a false prophet, right? And so I'm going to just go ahead and stay there. But that is literally something like you have to be so discerning because these people and I'm not even I don't even know how these people became my friend. Like, I don't know how they're my friend. You don't even have to be people's friends on social media for their content to end up on your timeline, especially on Facebook, because obviously there's this algorithm and people are constantly sharing things. But they are speaking about things with such conviction, like they are all in, <laughs> like they wholeheartedly believe that this stuff is true. And you if you do not know the word of God or you are not tapped into discernment, you can fall. You can fall victim thinking that this you is the truth start, and it's not. You're going to start ingesting their doctrine, whether it be consciously or subconsciously. And then that indoctrination is going to sit and settle in your spirit, your soul. And we all know how that then turns into your morals, beliefs and how that turns into what you speak. Because out of the heart, the um, out of the mouth, what you know, what I'm talking about out of the heart, the mouth speaks. Out of the, yeah. But what you said just immediately took me to I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man can get to the Father except through me. So if anybody's talking and they ain't talking about Jesus, then they ain't talking that right stuff, point blank, period. And that goes back into First John 4. So I'm gonna finish reading it where it says, Test the spirits whether they are, are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this, you know, the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the spirit, has come in the flesh, is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. And it's a whole bunch of conversation around the Antichrist and around all of this, that, and the third. And that spirit of the Antichrist is coming if it ain't already in the world which is a conversation a lot of people are having because they think trump is the antichrist which i don't think he is but i do think he laid and paving the way for the antichrist to come so you test the spirits back to the conversation on how you can discern you test the spirits by the name jesus christ because if the if that person is out here confessing their truth but they talking about the universe or they confessing their truth and they talking about the wind and the earth and the tree and the nature and the orsha and the ankh Hello, thank you, Jesus. That ain't Jesus Christ. So that's first of all that. And then when you said the whole thing about many false prophets, that also brought me to First Kings twenty-two. There's a um, Bible story in First Kings twenty-two where this was a little confusing and conflicting for me. But the Lord needed a certain purpose to be done. He needed the king of Ahab to be destroyed. And he said, how can we make that happen? As he was talking to his host, that was to his right and to his left. And one of his hosts said, let me send out a lying spirit into false prophets. And then the Lord said, that will persuade the king. Go ahead and do it. So the Lord allowed the host to go out as a lying spirit into the mouths of 400 false prophets, which then spoke and convinced someone to go into their own destruction. So. Yo, was we talking about this earlier? Because this is the second time I'm hearing this story this week. I told you the story last week. Okay. But, yeah. So, first of all, don't think well, that the... I just want to say one thing. is that people can be talking about Jesus Christ and still be a false prophet. Because some of these people who are going live, they're potentially spread... Or not potentially. They're spreading false doctrine in the name of Jesus. And the thing about it is you know the scripture in Matthew where it talks about like you can't serve God and mammon and we know that mammon is talking about money but you it's basically yep. yep you also like 
you can't serve two gods and that's basically at the root of what that scripture is talking about and so you cannot be professing to be a christian and to love jesus and all these things and then still tap into other idols or other doctrine you Matthew 6 24 says no one can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Yeah. And in and Revelation, God says like, I would rather, I think it's Revelation when you talk about. Come on, word of God. Read that scripture for me, prophet. Revelation 3.15 says, I know your works that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. So then because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. God is basically like out here telling us to choose a side because you can't play be gray. And I like I, I, I dislike the word gray, but love the word gray because even gray is confusion in its own. Like he's like, you can either be hot or cold, black or white. There's no shades of gray. And gray is even confusion. Is it G-R-A-Y? Is it G-R-E-Y? And I th like that's just I'm saying <laughs> like that's just real. Like the word is even confused. So we need to make sure that we're black or white, hot or cold, and we don't want to be gray and lukewarm. There's the scripture, it's in James. I can't remember the chapter or verse, but it talks about faltering between two opinions. Hmm. It says, uh, hold on, let me say in two seconds. Let me just find it. I know it's in James, though. I want to say, no, nah, that, that ain't it. But um, while she looks that scripture up, if you I have that. received nothing else, discernment is necessary in this season. Oh, yeah. Oh, I wanted to say something about the Antichrist. Oh, go ahead if you want to. <laughs> That's all. Yeah. Uh, people always, and even myself, have in the past thought that the Antichrist was going to be in this actual person form or, you know, possessing a person, this, that, and a third. Um, again, this is uh, I what I believe the Antichrist is a spirit, right? Which that scripture. Um, and it's the influence and antichrist is anything that is anti-christ and so that can be manifested in many shape forms or fashions and i believe that the, the spirit of the antichrist is already here and it doesn't have to look like a trump or doesn't have to look like a because they said the same thing about obama or anybody in leadership it is basically influencing people things um it's kind of like counterculture, but instead of being counterculture, it's counterchrist. And so anti-Christ. And so anything that is anti-Christ that goes against the word of God, that goes against the doctrine of Jesus Christ is anti-Christ. And that's my two cents on the anti-Christ spirit that is already running rapid in this world. Mm, I disagree. The anti-Christ is a person that's going to come. It might be led by a spirit, but it's a person and Revelation speaks a lot on it as well as other chapters in the books of the Bible that I can't think of right now. My pastor actually just did a Bible study on that on Wednesday, but it talks about the things that the person is actually going to do, meaning it has to right. be a person, like a physical person. And yes, it is true that people have called Obama the Antichrist, and just like people call Trump the Antichrist, but that's because there are a lot of false prophets and people just out here talking out the side of their neck with no foundation in the word. But if you go to the word, it is going to be a person that I do not think that person has come yet. Or if he has come, he has not been revealed yet. But I do think people like Trump have paved the way for preparing the spirits of others to receive the Antichrist. 
But it's not the, the, the verse I was talking about falls from between two opinions is not in James, it's in First Kings 18, 21. Elijah is talking to the prophets who worship Baal, and he's like, how long will you falter between two opinions? So he was speaking to people that were worshiping one idol, and that goes to us, where you out here worshiping one idol, and the idol could be a person, place, or thing, or spirit, and then still trying to say that you're a Christian. How long are you going to falter between two? You can't. So... We at the 30 minute mark if you care. That's that. Damn. No other questions, comments, nothing. This was a heavy but good conversation. Well, to just wrap it up, I do uh, one, encourage people to obviously read their word because that's where you will approve yourself and get the knowledge and the facts that you need to grow in love and help build your discernment because you can't discern what you don't know. Like if you're like I know you got the spirit in you, but if you feed in your spirit Beyonce all day and that's confusing you <laughs> and what the doctrination and message she's putting out or anything and anything else of this world that is going to confuse you because we all know that the devil purposely confuses people. So if you confuse your spirit, how your spirit going to be able to discern one from the other if you yourself are confused? So getting in your spirit to know what the truth is, getting in, in, in your word. I'm sorry, I say getting in your spirit. Get in your word to know what the truth is so that you cannot be confused when these things are presented to you, but rather you can test them and try them and test the spirits and that you can test them against the word of God because that was another thing that we talked about on Tuesday. Not only testing through the spirit and discernment, but testing against the word. Mm -hmm. If the word says one thing and then this is another, then you know that it ain't right. You, ain't need, you don't need the spirit for that. If I know that you say this, but I know that the words say that, I don't need to discern nothing. I can read, I can see. You can discern what you're reading through the spirit, but a lot of what you may be confused about is plain and clear and black and white in front of you in the word, but you don't know that because you're not in the word. So then when it's presented to you, you don't know that it's wrong. Um, not to condemn or convict no one, but just saying, I encourage you to get in your word so that you can grow in intelligent love, not just love. So when people be out here just like always talking about loving everyone, cool, but God didn't tell us to love everyone and everything. So be intelligent with your love because you're not supposed to love the world. And in that intelligent love, growing in that, growing in your intelligence, your knowledge, your discernment, you will be able to approve and test and try and see the pure nature of what is presented to you. So not saying that you can't experience everything that's out there because you're in the world, but that you try it and approve it when it is presented to you. So that's in some. I still got a title for it, but I guess, uh, I don't know. Uh, discerning spirits, not as deep. Um, discernment, we'll talk about the title offline. The importance of discernment, how to discern, discernment, period. I don't know, I'm gonna go with something more like approval and goal, cause you know, like I said, you don't just gotta discern. It could be tried against the word. And so, knowledge and discernment but yeah so we can think about that later uh or you can in closing because this was good 
I want to encourage you guys to be very protective of your gates. Ear gate, eye gate. It's your five senses. Those are all gates, right? Um, and the reason being is because it's kind of like based off of what Dana said. Like, if you don't know better, you you don't necessarily do better because you don't know. But if something, whether it is something that you are participating in, something that you're watching, listening to, you know, actively engaging in, whatever, if something is not sitting right with you, like if something, or even if something is a huge of of huge debate, like if if something is of huge debate, take it upon yourself to not just take other people's opinions as the truth but to study for yourself but also making sure that you're protecting yourself because you are always it does not matter how pure or innocent something may seem there are a lot of things that have deeper meaning so you can have the most like encouraging secular song in the world and not even realize that it is sowing a seed of manipulation deception lust impurities whatever inside of you and then that seed can grow and take root and grow and you know blossom into something much greater and so what i want to close with is just making sure that we are so intentional with guarding our gates what are you listening to what are you watching what are you feeding yourself what like how are you protecting your space protecting your atmosphere and ultimately protecting the spirit of god because you got to remember that your body is a temple and so if you are not protecting the temple and protecting your gates then you can be allowing yourself to open up to spirituality, to realms and to things that you was not checking for. And that's just like real. I'm not going to go overly deep into those things, but you just want to make sure that you don't expose yourself to something that you are not prepared to handle, fight or attack. That's what I wanted to do. I know I was forgetting something. And I just read this um, scripture this morning. Well, this, this chapter this morning in devotion. Um, when you were talking about refining and how we don't want to go through refining in Ecclesiastics 7, it says, 7 verse 3 to 4 to be specific, it says, sorrow is better than laughter, for by, for by a sad countenance, the heart is made better. In another version, it says, sorrow is better than laughter, for sadness has a refining influence on us. And then it says, the heart of the wise is in the house of mourning. But the heart of fools is in the house of mirth. In other versions, it says in the house of pleasure or in the house. It says a wise person thinks a lot about death while a fool thinks only about having a good time. So in terms of not wanting to go through that fire or saying and that refining process, by saying that it's not wise. Because if you just want to laugh and have a good time all the time, then you're not being wise. So read the books of wisdom in the Bible, obviously, Song of Solomon, Proverbs, Ecclesiastics, and and get your wisdom up, Proverbs. Because if you say you don't want to be refined and tested and tried by fire to show your you don't want to grow, you not only do you not want to grow, but you want to be a fool. That's basically what the Bible told me. Yeah. You don't have to want to go through it to be willing to go through it. All right. We can close out if the people ain't got anything else to say. Nope, Coda said clink, clink when you was talking about the gates, but that's it. <laughs> yes, lock it down. Okay. Dear God, thank you for another conversation. Thank you for joining us in another conversation. Thank you for proving your words to be true as usual because you told me to. 
where two or three of us are gathered, you are in the midst. So thank you for your presence and thank you for being in the midst of the conversation and leading the conversation so that it may be edifying, that it may be uh, revealing and that it may help those who may find themselves confused and may find themselves in the gray area or may find themselves unaware of the different false doctrines and prophets that are trying to settle in their spirit. Yeah. And so God, thank you for warning us and instructing us and edifying us through your word and through your truth so that we can not only be intelligent Christians, but that we can guard our gates and that we can be led by your truth so that we can be uh, in communion with you and with your son. Continue to make us wise, to give us wisdom without reproach. Continue to uh, give us an ear for to hear your spirit so that we may be able to discern what is of you and what is not, what is doctrines of men and what is doctrine of God, what is eternal and what is temporal, what is good, what is evil, what is of you and what is what is of man or of the devil. Continue to grow our discernment. Continue to help us feed our spirit and not our flesh so that we may grow strong and that our spiritual senses may be acute and keen to hear so that we do not fall prey to the devil who runs around like a lion waiting to devour us. Help us be sober and vigilant. Continue to guide us, love us, walk with us, and teach us how to grow in that love intelligently. In Jesus' name I pray. In Jesus' name I pray. And for his sake, amen. Amen. Love you you can follow um, us on all social media at what is scrolling across the screen. On Instagram, it's Covenant Conversation, no S at the end. If you would like to send us any prayer requests, you can do so at a covenant conversation at gmail.com. You can check out any previous episodes on all of these platforms, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, YouTube, and more at Covenant Conversations. Again, I am your conversationalist, Cassandra Lenore, joined by my co-conversationalist, Dana Kyle, and we will see you next week. That plug at the end was such a commercial. Yo, yo, I'm Bye. getting I'm getting ready for our ads. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye, y'all. <laughs> Who am I?